Welcome to Coles on the Coast, the podcast where we talk about riding the waves of sustainability, preparedness, and living the small homestead life. So tonight, we're going to discuss our homesteading sustainability preparedness journey and how we got to where we are, why we're trying to do a podcast, and why we have a small homestead with chickens and a cow and donkeys. Are you the donkey or the cow? I don't know which one. Actually, we, we can't have chi- uh wait. Cows. We can have chickens. We can't have anything with hooves on this property. So you won't hear very much about cows, goats, um, pigs. Pigs don't have hooves, but they still count for some reason. And donkeys. But uh, anyway, so my name is Charlie. And I'm Jessica. Jessica's my wife, and I'm her husband. And we live down here on the Alabama Gulf Coast, and we've got four kids. And we're only about 30 years old, so we're kind of front-loading this whole thing. Maybe it'll pay off, maybe it won't, so we'll see how that goes. But about two years, well, it's 2023, so about three years ago, right as the COVID debacle started, um, I was talking with some of my friends, and we were watching the, the death numbers in China rise, right? And we were listening to Tim Pool and listening to... Uh, this other dude on BitChute, but he, they were hyping up the whole deal, right? They're like, the whole world's going to shut down in two weeks. This virus is going to be in America in six days. You need to make sure that you've gone and bought everything that you can to make sure that you've got food for the next month. And Well, I got scared. So I came home one day and I told my wife, we're going to go to the store and buy a bunch of junk. You didn't say junk. <laughs> well, I'm like, we need to get some stuff so that we can make sure we'll be okay if they shut down the grocery stores. And so for the next two weeks or so, I went to Walmart, Winn-Dixie, and bought, you know, over-the-counter drugs, beans and rice, stuff that everybody who's panic buying goes and buys. Although no one was buying over-the-counter drugs. Um... And then as time progressed, we got to where we were looking at buying the canned cheese and the red feather butter and the the canned freeze-dried meats. And what was funny is that I had a Safe Castle um, subscription, lifetime membership, because I listened to the Survival Podcast. And I found out very quickly that there are certain things on that subscription that they have a special price for that sell out. But they're not sold out. It's just that for the subscribers, they're sold out. So I had to go and just buy them as a regular Safecastle member, and they shipped to my door right as they shut the economy down, quite literally the day after Alabama declared their stay-at-home order. And I split this with somebody, so I went and took it to him. And But anyway, so that's where it kind of starts. I'll let my wife tell you a little bit more about some of the other things that we figured out that are actually, you know, making a difference in our lives. Because, I mean, yes, things start off in fear, but then we take that fear and we turn that into something that's productive. Um, Should things start off that way? No. But if you can channel your fear and your anxieties into productivity, 
you are more likely to achieve something in the long run than if you just sit there and cry. But anyway, Jessica, you talk for a minute. So when we bought all the food and everything, I, I don't think it was all that important to me to buy a bunch of food. But I knew it wouldn't hurt because we have hurricanes around here. And this was spring? Yeah, it was spring, right? Still? Still winter. It was February. Okay, it was February. But looking ahead, you ha- you're you supposed to buy your canned meats and things like that in case there's a bad hurricane for hurricane season. I was pregnant. Um, I was trying really hard not to get worried from all of your talk of the, of the debacle, but... <clears throat> That it was the way it was, but I remember um, the first thing that I brought up to you to do was to get cloth diapers because I was like, Look, if we're not going to be able to go to the stores, I'm going to need diapers because we had uh, a two year old and then we were about to have a newborn, so I was like, We're gonna have to put diapers on these kids, so what about doing cloth diapers? And you were like, okay, sure. And I thought that was funny because I never thought you would have been a cloth diaper dad, but that's paid off so much for our family. At the time, the diapers that we were buying, the disposable diapers, they were costing us about $45 a month. And I'm imagining if we were still buying those same diapers today, it would probably be at least $55 a month with inflation costs. So we're saving a ton of money just with that. Do you regret that decision at all? No, I don't. But um, one of the other things is we bought a Berkey because I was afraid that the COVID was going to end up in the water or for some reason the water treatment plants would shut down and then we'd have, you know, sewage water coming through the pipes. So we bought a Berkey, but that's turned out to be a nice thing to have. That's been one of my favorite things that we bought during that time frame. But... um, I enjoy my water tasting like nothing. Uh, the, all right, so here's the here's the crazy thing. Is we talk like COVID is where we got started. And I, I guess it's only because that was such a pivotal point, right? Because not it's not very often that they shut the whole economy down and tell you to stay in your house and you're scared that you're going to die because of a respiratory illness. But we already had chickens. Yeah, we We had bought chickens the year before. You know, they were old enough. We were getting eggs from the chickens. So, I mean, yeah, I think we, did we still have chickens? Because at one point, a raccoon got into the coop and killed about six of them. And then we had like two left. So we may have just had two, but we still had chickens. Like we had started doing some homesteading type stuff and... Well, anyway, the whole COVID thing kind of spearheaded that into a different direction, right? I tried to get out there and garden some and couldn't do anything with it because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. <laughs> I I always joke and say that was your leave it and forget about it garden. Well, when you when it gets to be August <laughs> or July and it's anything. too hot, you don't want to go outside and do anything. But... At, toward the end of that year, we got to thinking about how we could afford a house. And we looked at things, and it looked like we could afford a house. So we bought a house and moved to closer to the coast than we were. Because we were, we were about, what, 30 minutes north of, like, Gulf Shores. 
Mm-hmm. And now we're like two and a half minutes out of the city limits. Yeah, it's really nice. And, but when we got here, originally we didn't think we could have chickens. And then we found out that we could. So we started trying to figure out where to put a chicken coop, where to put a garden in, and... Well, we knew there was a garden here before, so... Didn't we use his footprint to start off No. We... I did it different, I think. Well, I don't know. I don't know exactly where he had his garden at, but... um... That first garden was nice. It was a miracle grow garden. It was. But it put out decent amount of tomatoes, I think. They had some eggplants and cucumbers. The cucumbers were the best, though. Um, but I tried to do a garden last year, and we had some tomatoes. But that was about it. I think it's important to... I had a few jalapenos. I think it's important to mention the fact that where we were, the property we were on before, we had established fruit trees, and then the house that we ended up buying here in Foley, it also had fruit trees. Like, that was one of the reasons we wanted this house, was that it was it had established fruit trees that were already ba- bearing fruit that we could harvest from, you know, as soon as the season started. Yeah, muscadines, figs, uh, a persimmon tree, blueberry bushes. I mean, yeah, there's plenty of fruit on this property, which is nice because, you know, make jellies out of that and save it for the rest of the year. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we bought this house, and we, we stripped the carpet out and painted the house, put new flooring in, and... Um, made it home. Yeah, we made it home. We, let's see, what does this say? Oh, yeah. And then... We got to thinking about, like, buying a cow. Because I think we ended up with some of that that child tax credit money, right? So I said, well, we've got this extra bit of money. Let's do something actually decent with it. So we went and bought a half a cow. And I said, if we're going to buy a half a cow, then we're going to have freezers and we're going to have a generator. So I bought a generator and a Generalink to hook the generator to the house. And so now we're rel- we're set for a pretty big hurricane as long as the house doesn't get blown away. <laughs> right, there's always that, but you that's not something that you really prepare for except, you know, being able to get in the car and go somewhere else. And the good thing is that this is a house from the 70s, so it shouldn't just blow away. Well, I mean, it's been through a lot, but Things change and houses decay, so I don't know. But, um. Yeah, we bought the first half of a cow and it didn't quite make us a whole year. So then we bought three quarters of a cow and it <laughs> it hasn't lasted a whole year for us. But that's been one of my favorite investments is to pre-buy that cow and eat it throughout the year. Yeah, and the thing... Well, what makes it good is that we're buying local, right? And we're, we are helping support the local farmers, and we are eating local food that's actually grown relatively well. 
It's not mass marketed, mass produced, none of that mess. Um, but so to continue the story, after we bought this house and moved in and all this mess, the COVID mandates came down and I lost my job because I'd refused to get it. And like almost exactly after we, like I'd lost my job, right? We decided that we were going to drink raw milk. So we started going and driving to Pensacola and buying raw milk. Paying $10 a gallon to drink raw milk, which has been one of the best decisions ever because if you've never had raw milk, you need to go find some. Alabama, you need to make it legal to have it because apparently it's illegal technically to buy or sell in Alabama, which is ridiculous. People should have the option to choose what they want to eat regardless of if it contains harmful bacteria or good enzymes and good bacteria and things that help your gut. I think technically it's legal to buy. It's just not for human consumption. Yes, you can buy it if it's from a reputable feed seller that sells it as animal feed. But they have to have a feed license. The The, the laws in Alabama are... You can actually have a cow share and have raw milk. But there's not very many people around here that are willing to do cow shares because that requires... You know, contracts and schedules and all that good stuff. So it just makes it more difficult. Um, but yeah, we found we found two local people, though. Made friends with them. One that had goat's milk. We started going to her first, and she'd help us get our contraband goat's milk. And then we found another friend who ended up with some really delicious A2 cow's milk. And that that's been one of my favorite friendships over this way learned a lot from her and been able to talk about different ideas and see their place and get their cow. You nope. scoot over. You're too far away. Um, whoops. I don't know. Is that all we're going to talk about? Our journey, our, our little bit of journey. I mean, now we're, um, we're trying to figure out, I mean, I took my job back. They hired me back. Um, so I'm there back in the old grind again and we're still trying to figure out what it is that we really want to do on this property um, how to make things work better than they have um, and try to get side hustles going so that we have alternate income streams coming in so that we can be more self-sufficient and not have to worry about losing a job I mean that was one thing that we had good for us is that we made sure that we had an emergency fund so when I lost my job, we had plenty of money in the bank account, and um, I had already arranged to have another job lined up. It wasn't doing anything, you know, like a regular office job. I was pretty much working for myself, and that was one of the best things I could have done. Um, hopefully, I might get back to doing that sooner rather than later. But, you know, when... When you go through difficult things like that, it really opens your eyes and you really get to see what it is that um, you should be doing. Because no one should be going an hour away from their home to work at a job. Well, okay, fine. Let me, let me say this. It's not for everybody. The five days a week, 40 hours a week, 
overtime if you're told to do it is not for everybody. Some people function better working for themselves and making, you know, being an entrepreneur. Am I an entrepreneur? I don't know. Is it something that I strive to get to eventually? Yes. I mean, I don't really want to just work for myself. I want to build something that I can pass down. And that means that I'm going to have to work hard to make that work and sometimes pretty much step out into the unknown and make it work, right? Um, Tim Cook of the, the Workshop Podcast, well, actually, it's not Tim Cook. It's actually um, John Willis. You know, you, you burn bridges so that you have nothing to turn around and go back to. And that was one of the things with the COVID shot is I didn't burn the bridges, right? And so as soon as things settled down and they said that they were no longer requiring the shot, I turned around and ran back. And was that the best thing to do? I don't know. I don't think it was. But at the time, it seemed like it. So, you know, we're going to try to build something good here. We'll get the podcast going. Y'all have something to listen to, something to um, you know, keep us accountable with. Right, so if we're in the doing the podcast and we're like, "Hey, we're gonna do this, this, and this," and you never hear us talk about it ever again, you never hear us. Um, you don't see any pictures on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. I mean, we we're on every social media network, but if you don't see it, then keep us accountable. Point it out. You know, call us out where we're doing something that's not quite right. Um, I. I- I need to cut into you for a second, though, because you're acting like we haven't started towards anything else. But your business has continued, even though you're not full time doing it. And it's not against the law to have a side hustle. Oh, these first podcasts. I don't like first podcasts because they never sound good. But I guess the whole point of having a podcast is finding an outlet, finding a way to communicate and to not be too embarrassed about your life. I mean, we're not talking to anybody right now. There's nobody here, but I'm just as embarrassed as if there were 100 people listening. But we'll get there eventually. What are you doing? Oh, I was just looking at the news. I found a four-year-old boy in the woods. Florida deputies rescue missing four-year-old boy in woods, reunite him with father. It sounds like one of our kids going to run away, <laughs> run down the street. He's going to be gone. We're not going to know where he's at. And then all of a sudden he's going to show up in a police vehicle that they found him in the woods or at Owa riding the rides by himself. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we'll call it quits. Is there any other thing we want to talk about? The fact that we're going to raise more chickens by incubating them? Oh, yeah. Well, let's just say, hey, Jack Spearco. Thank you so much for T Spaz because we have found the best items on there. You and your little um, item of the day, that incubator that you recommend, we've got it. And right now, hey, it's doing fantastic. We've got about six days left. We'll see how it actually turns out, but everybody seems to be pretty happy and healthy in there. Yeah, we've got and we got all of our little seedlings started. This is the first year that I think we're going to successfully have started our seeds on time yeah i usually get it started a little bit too late um let's just say for south alabama getting started around march is way too late so we got our seeds started in january 
Um, my wife has a whole tray full of like nasturtiums and lettuces and things that she's going to plant in her her front little garden that she hasn't done yet. And I've got a whole tray of different nightshades, tomatoes, lychee tomatoes, eggplants, cayenne and jalapeno peppers, bell peppers. Actually, I think that's it. Oh, and fennel. Yeah, there's fennel down there too. Well, and then we've been pressure canning things in the kitchen too. So we've added that to our arsenal of sustainability. Yeah, we got started doing that. We're not super good at it yet, but we'll get there. Once, Hopefully, when we get some some vegetables from this garden, we can actually have a place to put them and can them and keep them. I, rather than freezing them, because I'd rather the freezer be for meat. Hey, I'm cooking a batch of muscadine jelly. If you'd like to order a jar, please send me an email at Coles on the coast at protonmail.com and I'll put you on the list. They're $10 a jar, $5 shipping if you need it shipped. If you have a small engine and it doesn't run, call Charlie at Charlie Small Engines. I fix most anything. I will come to your house. That's what I specialize in is house calls. It's a $10 service fee in Foley and a $20 service fee out of town. And there's a $65 minimum labor charge. If you need violin lessons, email Jessica at jcole at bcyorchestra.com. Yeah, there you go. And she will, you know, give her the information of what you want to learn. She's good at violin and beginner piano. And she can help you learn either one of those. But don't do it. Yeah, you don't want to learn music. It doesn't help your brain grow. You don't want to call me for your small engine stuff because all you need to do is throw what you have away and go buy something new. Um, you especially don't need jelly. Don't don't call <laughs> us about jelly. Oh, our organic jelly. It's not organic. I don't use organic sugar. That's true. That's I true. don't use organic grapes because technically my grapes are not organic. Oh, really? Our muscadines? It's not stamped with a USDA stamp, so it's not oh, organic. Well, regardless of what it says, what you may think. We still got to try that jalapeno blueberry jelly. Jam. I'm sorry. Jam. I, I want to do it. We'll get there one day. We have people who want us to do it too. <laughs> anyway, anything else? That's probably about it. All right. Well, guys, until next time, hopefully it won't be too long. And hopefully we'll have something, you know, better to dive into. Have a great week.